Welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We have another great one for you today, so please be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. Here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. And today I have a personality expert in the building. Barb, she's going to diagnose you and tell you why you're wrong. And no, we're we're gonna go down a road where we're gonna help, she's gonna help us understand how we can all live in this crazy world together and use some different techniques and styles. But first, Barb, how are you? Introduce yourself to the people. I am fantastic. I'm in sunny Tucson, Arizona, so we're having, we're having hot weather, but so it's perfect that we're on, on the hot, hot boss today. (laughs) There we go. There we go. So it's good stuff. So, so Barb, what in the world do you do as it pertains to a purpose? How do you show up in the world? How do I show up in the world? Well, I am a certified speaker, teacher, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team. And I am also a certified behavior analysis trainer on the John Maxwell team, which means that I can give personality assessments and give people a report. We have, when someone does an analysis or assessment, they do they get a 30 page approximately report. Most of them are 30 pages, which goes through the basics of what your personality blend is. You know, we all have a personality. We all don't always get along with other personalities. And that's kind of why, why I'm here today is to talk about how we can work through those issues and get along better and learn how some people just communicate differently. Yeah. So I, I do that. Also, I am a mom, a grandma, a great grandma, a foster mom. So I have, I have a lot of family, which is yeah. one of the reasons why I'm so interested in the personality aspect of life, because being in a tumbleweed type of family that mm-hmm. I have, you know, <laughs> kids, grandkids, stepkids, ex-husbands, you know, that kind of thing it really is important to be able to communicate properly with other people. That's amazing. I I always love connecting with other folks that are from large families. I am number six of seven kids in our household. Um, So the the Henderson uh, tribe, we're we're nine strong. Um, But growing up in that household, I would tell, I don't don't know what my life would be like if if I would have grew up in a small family. I I think I would have missed out on something. Um, But in the uniqueness of it all, we had five older sisters. So me and my brother are the youngest. Yeah, so so we wow. had a lot of life to watch happen in front of us. Um, so when you talk about understanding personalities, why is that important of some some important work for people to to take on or at least be curious about? Well, I think it's important to understand that we we are all different. You know, you're not the same as I am, which is amazing and wonderful and beautiful, I think. I love the fact that we are all diverse. We all have different personalities and we all bring something to the table. So understanding that people have different personality types and different communication styles 
is what can help us get over I mean, anywhere from hurt feelings to just absolutely shutting someone down, thinking that they aren't someone you want to get to know. <clears throat> as as we think about assessments, right? Like at this at any stage in life, if you have any type of professional career, you've probably taken one, two, or twenty um, of the different personality um, assessments, whether it's um, Myers-Briggs, I've taken the Berkman, which I believe is Myers-Briggs on steroids. Um, I've taken Strength Finders. I've taken all the rest of those. Um, when you say your personality assessments, which which modality in particular um, are you an, an expert in, in giving and debriefing? The one that I use is the DISC method. And what has happened is, the John Maxwell group has brought together, it collaborated with the DISC folks so that we can have a real comprehensive report and very thorough analysis of, of personality blends and how they can relate to others and how to use that in the workplace and in your family and when you're goal setting and that kind of thing. Nice. So I always like to tell people, I am my, my first client. So I coach me, I, I try things on me first. If you were conducting a, a disc and debrief on, on someone similar to yourself, what are some things as, as you're approaching them as a coach, what are some of the things that you begin to work uh, through with a client that has just finished taking an assessment? Well, if they are the same personality as me, we would be having a lot of fun and we would be laughing, getting off topic, having to get ourselves back because I am an I, I am a talkative person and I like to have fun. That's basic, my basic person wants to have fun and love everybody and have a good time. I don't worry about facts or figures, that kind of thing, which can get me in trouble. So I was not surprised to find that I was a high eye when I took this assessment. Now I have done the strengths finder, which I found very interesting as well. So, you know, as many of us have, I have mm -hmm. done numerous tests. And so I, I find it interesting that you've done StrengthsFinder. I think that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, um, out of all of them, I believe uh, StrengthsFinders, just from a, the premise of just the, the title in and of itself, um, identifying and really um, boiling it down to kind of your five. Um, and I love that I first took StrengthsFinders um, a year after getting out of the military, and it was my first job, my first corporate job outside of the army, um, and to see what my strengths were. And then I took it um, this past um, January, and how I had changed. Um, a couple of my strengths had had moved on and moved to the later numbers, um, and and it all was a shift that was happening in my life. Um, that some real things have begun to come up for me. And as you're thinking about how you help a corporate client understand the nuances on a team. And if you say somebody, you know, you have the one, I am who I am, all right? The leader who's been there 20, 30 years, I'm not changing. But then 
you have to lead this new passionate group of new people to the workforce. How are you coaching that group or that leader to engage and, and well, one, one, be willing to engage um, with different personality styles? Well, it's absolutely imperative that you learn to communicate with, with all the different styles. We're going to have different styles in every team or on every team. So learning how to communicate with each other, it's vital. You have you typically like your D's who are, are, a lot of times they can come across as assertive or bossy or, you know, they want to run the show. Well, that's them. They're not trying to be rude necessarily. They, they want to get things done. They are, they, they are doers. They want to, you know, get it done. Let's, let's do it and go on and move on with life. They don't want to linger. Whereas, you know, the eyes, we want to have fun. And then you have your, your steady folks who, you know, they're, they don't like sudden change. You know, they'd rather kind of see us ease into things where your D's are like, okay, let's do it. Your S's are more kind of like, hmm, let's, let's see if we can just make little changes along the way. And then your C's, they want all the answers. You know, they want to know, well, how is this going to happen? Why is this going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know, they're those folks who really, they're kind of by the book kind of people. So they want to make sure that everything's being done properly. So, but having a blend of that is what makes a team fabulous. And you, you get that synergy from each other. And when you learn to communicate properly with each other, you can do amazing things and really take whatever your goals are to the next level. I'm always in, and it was, it was almost like you were in my head. Cause I, I was going to ask you like, what camp are you in as far as it pertains to having a mixed team versus having everybody same mindset, same style on a team pushing towards a goal. What's the importance of having a, a diverse group of mindsets and characters in a room? Well, really, for example, I was doing a, a day program for ladies and the gal that I hooked up with, she's a C. So she is, you know, by the book, kind of a little more even keel than I am. And, you know, cause I'll just dive in and start going and hang myself if I was allowed to. So, you know, I just get excited about a concept and I'm ready to go. But then I can also kind of, oh, look, a shiny object, you know, kind of thing. So I need someone to keep me grounded. So a C and an S are perfect. They're perfect for me because they keep me where I need to be. They keep me grounded and on task and that kind of thing. And D's are the same way. You know, your driven folks are also, you know, sometimes we need to hold them back a, a minute and say, okay, well, no, let's not jump into this right now. Let's look at a couple of options or a couple of things that could happen. You know, there could be consequences if we just dive right in. So let's just hold back a second, 
you know, so those are kind of our reins, I guess. You could call them yeah. our reins. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love that, right? It's, it's, um, it's the old play on the yin and yang in the counter counterbalance in a conversation, right? You, you need the elements to be present, right? To, to make sure that you're having a thorough conversation where you're, you're connecting to the senses of everybody and they're bringing their pieces to the party. And I always tell people, anytime I would do a training, um, particularly as we were talking about personality styles and whether it was Myers-Briggs with the extroverts and the introverts, um, always giving uh, each of the characteristics assignments when they come to meetings, right? Making them responsibility to hone into their strengths as a characteristic so that they can get everybody else involved. And so your D's, I would always tell my D's like, hey, make sure you involve everybody in the conversation. Don't just want to get to the action. You, you process quickly, you process out loud. Don't just get to the action and then leave everybody behind. Like, no, mm -hmm. get everybody involved, right? Throw your ideas out early and then, hey, pull, pull it out of people, right? Um, and understand you, you might have to drag some people along but get after it. Um, and when you're doing work um, with any groups, um, what makes you come alive as you facilitate this type of group learning as it pertains to person personality styles? I have found that I find joy in seeing other people overcome. So when someone has that aha moment, and they're like, you know, kind of, that's my answer. Or, you know, I did that and I didn't think I could. Or, you know, it's seeing people overcome their struggles is what brings me joy. So that's what, that's what lights my fire is just watching people do the things that they didn't think that they could or finding an answer that they've been struggling to when they didn't even know the question a lot of times. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. That's such the coaching. You, it's seeing want one to cheer people on, wanting them to win. Um, and I and I absolutely love. I'm the same way. That that lights me up when when I'm watching somebody and they, at first their head's not moving, but then when I start to get the bobbleheads mm -hmm. and I start and, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm cooking with Crisco now. We're ready to rock right. and roll, right? right? And, and when you that new team, when, when you get them over that hump, right? And, and it feels like they're picking up momentum. They're, they're kind of getting it. What do you believe sometimes gets in the way of making that connection as it pertains, particularly as it pertains to personality styles? What do you believe gets in the way? Wow. It could be any number of things, but sometimes I, I believe that I have found self-doubt that, you know, maybe someone is not really believing that they are as big a part of the team or, you know, there's always something in there that <clears throat> has an effect on the team again it's personality we all have different walks of life you know for example you're number what six of seven i'm number two of five so you know we all come from a different walk of life we all have a different past we all have a different perspective on life and how things should be run and yes our personality comes into play there but our past does as well. So 
you know, I think that some of that, and maybe, I mean, it could be anything as far as, you know, how other teams have done it. For example, your, your S type people are going to be the type that, you know, well, my, my other team did it this way. So why can't we do it this way? And those are, those people have to be gently moved into the direction that the whole team wants to go. <clears throat> and, you know, your D's, they'll just run people over. So, you know, like you said, I love how you said that. You don't leave everybody behind when you're, when you're prepping someone of that personality type. Yeah. You don't want them to run them over and, and they, they might. So, and I think that working within those confines of the personalities is what can sometimes be a struggle. Yeah. And that's when we can come in and, you know, kind of help work through those issues and you know, get through them. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I, I, and the reason why I love those potential, particularly as you begin as a foundation to, to kind of, it's a pulse check, right. To see where everyone is. Um, because as an, as an army officer, um, and just thinking about the Myers Briggs and, and, uh, shout out to Myers Briggs, but I, some of the things that you believe, um, about that assessment are, I am an anomaly and, the, the modality of Myers-Briggs says your personality doesn't change. Well, I was a strong ESTJ, which is I'm in charge, when in charge, take charge. That was the, that was the infantry leader motto. When in charge, take charge, follow me. And I would through and through ESTJ. Well, transitioned out a little over five and a half years ago out of the military. I no longer was leading troops. I no longer had a need to be go, 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 go all the time. And I retook and I had some stuff switch on me. And I went from ESTJ, strong numbers, to ESFJ, where I stopped being such a thinker and I started feeling more. And that's really when I took on the modality and really started seeking coaching. And again, I no longer had to be the person in charge. And, and it, was, it was some intentional self-work that I began doing that I began shifting. And so to your point, we can be shaped by our experiences. And if I had somebody who literally put me in the box of every other person they met from the military, and that's how they began dealing with me and interacting with me, and they weren't dealing with the one, the version of me that showed up and had they introduced themselves to me back when I first got out, I might've been the stereotypical person at the box they were putting me in, but coach me was a totally different person. And when somebody is put into a personality box and their leader or someone is only dealing with them in a way that feels right for that person, what are the dangers in that? Mm, absolutely miscommunication. You're not going to be able to communicate on a proper level or get your message across if you're treating someone opposed to how they want to be treated. They may not even understand that that's what it is, but you're going to, your the personality is going to rub wrong and you 
you know, depending on which personalities you're dealing with, you may end up with some big blowups. You, I mean, you could even have people walking out. You never know. So I, I do think that it is important to be cognizant of other personality types and how we should relate to each other. And for me, I'm, I'm feeling all the way, you know, I'm a feeler. I want to feel good. I want everybody to feel good. I want everybody to be happy. So, you know, and so I get uncomfortable when someone is being maybe more assertive or kind of walking over people or so you really, really do need to be careful of that. And miscommunication, I think, is the number one thing that could absolutely happen if you have someone that's not being sensitive to that. How would you um, coach a leader who who may be in that boat? And I know you've you probably got a, I've just jogged your memory of a couple hundred folks that come to mind that, you know, you tried, they were going down that road and they just wanted to do things their way. How do, how do you begin to help someone reframe who may be that leader that is just wanting to communicate or miscommunicate um, time and time again, and, and they won't sit still long enough to see how that's affecting the team? What are some things and some techniques that you use to get through to that leader? Hmm. Wow. I think living examples are the best way to kind of redirect a behavior that might not be so desirable. I call it positive manipulation, where okay. you see, you help someone see something that they don't see in order to make a change that will benefit them. So, you know, manipulation is typically thought of as a, a bad word, but I think sometimes we need that. Of course, I think of a massage and, or a chiropractic manipulation, and that feels good. And that's mm -hmm. for my best, that's what's best for me when I get a manipulation. So I think about it in that way, in that we're, we're manipulating to, but it's a positive thing. And like I said, you know, we don't always see it. So we need to be able to see what the problem is in order to fix it. So I think life, life examples of, you know, well, you know, when you were doing this and, you know, this happened, this was the result because of the way these things progressed. So how do you think maybe this could have been handled a little differently. Maybe what, what could we have done or what could the team have done a little differently that may have ended in a different result, a little more positive result. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, what comes to mind for me is, uh, and I love, I love storytelling um, as you can tell. Um, but the, the movie, remember the Titans when uh, first time sunshine had to go in for, for Rev, um, right after he got hurt and Denzel told the story about having 12 brothers and sisters and how he had to take care of them all and he told this story and it was this and in sunshine he was all in he was like okay coach okay coach I, I could do it and he runs off and they score a touchdown 
And and the other assistant coach was like, you had 12, brother? He was like, no, I had eight, but 12 sound better. And, and so it's that that positive manipulation of, of having the conversation, <laughs> getting the point across to help somebody help themselves get unstuck. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it may be a mindset. It may just be something that they're, they're it's like it's like snagging your shirt or something on a hook and you're just like i need to get free without tearing a hole in this shirt and just need a little assistance from someone to pull it from another angle so i won't rip the shirt and and i love that and i i believe as a coach right there's there's little breadcrumbs i and i use we use questions as breadcrumbs we use stories as breadcrumbs to to help people help themselves and and i always like to think um i had the ones like help people feel like it was their idea mm-hmm. um so, so so they could process it better um and that's a real thing that's a real thing when you particularly when you're trying to work through a leader that may potentially have some ego things happening as well um mm-hmm. and so what got you into this work and in wanting well i would ask it this way what made you want to get into this work helping people I was, I came from a real estate career and, you know, I I got to thinking, well, lovely, I'm helping people get a mortgage. (laughs) You know, that's, and don't get me wrong. I love helping people buy a home and get into their dream home or first time home buyers. I love first time home buyers because they're so excited and, you know, I can educate them on the, on the process, but I wanted to find a way that I could make a bigger impact on people. You know, fine, I can put people in a new home and they're happy for a while and then they get maintenance. And I wanted to make a bigger impact. I want people to be happy. I want people to be successful. I want people to be victorious over the things in their life that are holding them back. And I just saw this as a better way to be able to have a bigger impact on more people. And I've been blessed to to know of John Maxwell since the mid 80s. And so I fell in love with him then. I love his mission that, you know, adding value to people so people can add value to people. It's a pay it forward kind of thing. And I, I just love that. That's so awesome. Well, I would tell you, Barb, um, it comes through and, and it, I believe understanding yourself and doing that self-work, particularly through a, a self-assessment, um, is the beginning and the makings of, of beautiful music. And, and so I want others to be connected to you. I want others to reach out to you. So how, how can they reach out to you and, and benefit from your services? Well, I have a website. It's called steppingstonesvip.com. So I can be found there. Again, it's Stepping Stones VIP as a very important person because everybody's a very important person to me. I love everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Or, of course, I'm on Facebook, SteppingStonesBarb.com or SteppingStonesBarb on Facebook. Nice, nice. Well, good. Well, Barb, thank you once again for coming to hang out with me for a couple minutes. um, It's my pleasure. About about the disc and and just helping people. learn about other personality styles and and how to live better collectively. Um, I absolutely love it. So thank you for your time. Thank you for the gift of you. Um, And we'll be talking to you soon.
That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode of Hot Takes. Please be sure to explore the library for other amazing interviews. Until next time, actions over ideas always win.